Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clear with you on a Monday after a, a pretty solid week. I, I do want to, I guess, before we get into football, Rico, let's let's talk about the two programs that won on Saturday. The two big winners of the weekend. Absolutely. Let's let's start first with Husker women's basketball. You were at the game. I was. It was a, so the, Nebraska, they beat Indiana State 78-50, to 50, so they're now beating opponents. Yes, and before we get it on the text line, their schedule has not been hard. Okay, it has not been hard. Um, but they are 10-0, and they are beating the teams that they're supposed to blow out. They are blowing them out. They're beating all, like, through their 10 games, they're beating opponents by an average of 30.2 points per game. Um, Saturday, they beat Indiana State by 28 it was not a pretty game. It was very sloppy, actually. Nebraska has had 24 turnovers on Saturday. And in the first half, they did not shoot very well. In the second half, um, they, they shot better from the field. But also, during the course of the whole game, all four quarters, they did not shoot well from deep. Six of 24. And this is normally a team with Amy Williams that they like to shoot the three and they like to play strong defense. But that was not working on Saturday, so they went inside to a freshman and Alexis Markowski, who finished the game 17 points and 10 boards. She's putting in work In down 16 low. minutes. Yeah, she was. 5 of 6 shooting from the field, 2 of 2 from deep, and uh, she was 5 of 10 from the free throw line. Nebraska's women's team has some nice has some nice bigs. Like Underneath, mm-hmm. they, are, they are putting in work. Markowski is, is getting more confident with her shot now that you know they're a couple games in. She hit two threes, which nobody saw coming, but she was like, you know what, I got this shot in my bag. Let me show you real quick. Uh, Izzy Bourne's footwork down low. I saw one highlight where she she hit him with like two drops. I don't know what she was doing. She hit him mm-hmm. with like two drop steps and a spin and went underneath and laid it in. Like it's just it was just fantastic to watch. And Jazz Shelley is all over the yeah, place. Talk about an immediate impact. Jazz Shelley is is doing wonders for this program. Uh, Seventeen points on Saturday. Six of nine from the field. Uh, three rebounds. Four assists. Only one of four from deep. But she was four for five from the free throw line. I also posted a video on her moving without the basketball, mm-hmm. and, and I saw that play. So I was up in the corner there at, at PBA, and I saw that play happen and, and kind of unfold. And I thought about it right away, like being aware, aware of what's going on, aware that nobody, literally nobody for Indiana State was down in the paint. Defender doesn't have your eyes, their no. eyes on you. You've got a wide open lane to the paint. Your 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 teammates kind of got the mm-hmm. ball and they're surveying the defense, like. Just make yourself available. So here's the stat. Nebraska, 14 of 14 on layups. I like that. Yeah. 28 points off of layups. They won by 28. Interesting little thing right there. But no, uh, like Easy I said, shots. Saturday, they, they turned over the, the basketball quite a bit. Way too much. I mean, Amy Williams will tell you that right off the bat. They turned it over way too much. It was really sloppy. However, they got it done. They still won by 28. Now they're 10 to no. And and here's another thing is now they're they're set up for some very interesting matchups down the way. You have Drake next Sunday at noon. Um, you have Wyoming then on that following Wednesday. Mm-hmm. 
then the Big Ten season really gets into, into full force. At Michigan State versus Michigan versus Iowa. Now, I know this is a little ways down the road, but those games against Michigan and Iowa, January 4th and January 9th respectively, those will be two top 20 matchups or teams that are currently ranked in the top 20 in Michigan mm-hmm. and Iowa. If Nebraska plays this strong, you hope that if they are 13-0 going into that game against Michigan, they coming off of a win, come, yeah, coming off of a win on the road at Michigan State, you would hope slash expect Nebraska would be ranked in the top 25 or at least very close to mm-hmm. being ranked. They're currently 30th if you're going to the receiving mm-hmm. votes and, and just keeping the count going through yeah. there. So they're sitting at 30th. Yeah. So Nebraska women's basketball, definitely something to watch. I was also impressed. There was a really good crowd there on Saturday afternoon. I was going to ask how the crowd and the atmosphere was. It, it was a really good one. Like People were starting to show up, and a good amount of people were starting to show up 35, 40 minutes before tip, which, to be fair, you just don't usually get that. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't getting that earlier on in the season. PBA was fuller than I've seen it all season long at Husker women's games. And now, like, here's the thing: is I don't I expect that to continue because, like, next Sunday against Drake, here's the thing: the game's at noon. It'll be over by two thirty. Like, senior tickets five dollars. Adults are are eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. the The most expensive ticket is ten dollars to go to a Nebraska women's basketball game, a program that is ten and zero. They at have Pinnacle Bank Arena fun. Yeah, while they're playing, it's look. I don't mean to keep attacking them, but it's like a stark contrast to the men's team. Ooh. They hustle on defense. They get out on the break. They hit their shots. I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sorry, but they, they their shots their shots go down, uh, and they they are having fun out on the court while they're doing it. And I'm I'm sure you know if the men were winning, they would also be having fun. But right now, this women's team is just a joy to watch, and and everybody gets involved. All right, let's move on to the other program here, Nebraska volleyball. Ooh, Nebraska volleyball. That game had me on the edge of my seat and sweating through my shirt the entire time. Here was my thing, and I was telling the people, so this was the night of the the engagement party, and we were watching the game. And I was telling people, I'm like, do not, even when Nebraska was up 2-0, I said, guys, we cannot count Nebraska or Texas out because they just beat Washington. A couple nights ago, see, 2-0. And, see, and I did not want to dive into that well of Nebraska. <laughs> oh, Nebraska's easily got this yeah. one. Because then I found myself in the fourth set going, oh, no. If, if Nebraska loses <laughs> this fourth set, this is going to be a very nerve-wracking I, I didn't want to do that either. But then I saw somebody, they posted it. Texas has been down 2-0 in the NCAA tournament. I believe it was like 25-plus times. Mm-hmm. They've only come back once, and that was against Washington. So I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, but, but the way that the second set ended, Texas went on a little little baby run. Yeah, and John Cook had to burn one of his timeouts to try and you know let the let the girls collect themselves, and they did, and they ended up winning that second set. And then the third set was just going back and forth. Nebraska would get would go ahead by two. Texas would pull within one or tie it up. Nebraska would go up by two. Texas would go up by one, and it was just back and forth the entire time. Like nobody could actually build any solid momentum in that third set and then Texas took it and they like if you see the 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 angle from behind where Texas was serving uh when that ball went down you could see them celebrate like they had just won the whole thing which I was like that is a lot of energy to expand (laughs) just to just to get one set on Nebraska Mm -hmm. and you know they they you know Nebraska went together they were talking to each other and they went off did their own thing but seeing Texas kind of implode during the first two, like they pulled their setter, 
Yeah. They pulled their nobody pulls their set. They pulled their setter and they show the angle where she's sitting on the bench talking to their coach, like arguing with him. Like you can see her just like they're going back and forth with each other. I was like, that is not a good sign. And I've got yeah. I was like, that's not a good sign for them. They they're rattled. And then they're just they're making substitutions like in the in the middle of sets. They're just like, okay, like we gotta we gotta figure out something here. We gotta the the aces were going off. Yeah, uh, Texas was making defensive substitutions. Like it was beautiful just to see Texas so rattled and so discombobulated, where Nebraska was just controlling the plate, controlling the pace for the entire first set and for a good portion of the third. Yeah, once again, Keonale Akana had a really, really good performance from the service line um, for for John Cook. But seven aces, seven aces. She was on fire. Yeah, in in a moment that they really needed. Lexi Rodriguez, twenty digs. That's huge. Um, but then, obviously, Allie Batenhorst, Maddie Kubik, and Lindsey Krause. Um, 15, 15, uh, kill, 15 kills for Maddie Kubik and Batenhorst, while Krause had 13. But uh, There was a point for Batenhorst. The announcers mentioned it. I'm not sure if it was in the set or for the entire match, mm-hmm. where they mentioned that Batenhorst had not been blocked or committed an error on Ooh. any of her swings. Well, like There were a couple where they got dug, but she hadn't committed an error. She hadn't hit it out of bounds or into the net. And she hadn't gotten blocked by Texas. And immediately after they said that, she got blocked. Yeah. But there, just for a point there, she was on fire. And, and Krause was hitting – she hit 500 for the match, which well, is just amazing. That, that's what I was just going to say is Lindsey Krause had 13 kills on 22 attempts, had two errors, so hit 500. While Batenhorst had 15 kills, two errors in 32 attempts – or in 32 swings, hit 406. And this was all when Maddie Kubik, in terms of the numbers, did not hit well. She hit .041 um, and had 15 kills on 49 swings. It seemed like Maddie was taking most of her swings out of the back, back row. row. Yep, you're right. You're right. So I, I just wanted to talk about that. I know we talked about or said that we were going to go on to football, but we'll be able to um, drag football into the, the final segment here. But Freshman this, phenoms. Yeah, really, really impressive. I wanted to make sure that we touch on them because it was, it was really, really touch on their programs because it was really, really um, impressive. And and something that Nebraska Husker Nation needed on Saturday after <laughs> after the morning performance. There. Yeah, and this this was uh we just got a text and this was uh part of my pest of the weekend on Happer and Schaefer. Uh text unknown texter says, I don't know if I heard the announcers say something positive about Nebraska, LOL. For real. They were all over yeah. Texas. Like like I told you that that third set when it was just going back and forth, back and forth, you know, Nebraska went up I think three at one point, mm-hmm. Texas got a point get just like sided out and the announcer goes and here comes texas roaring back and i was like wait what <laughs> hold on <laughs> so they just like i got a point they're still down two what are you talking about something is not right here um, and then when they when it was over they're just like and nebraska is going to the final four just like that no emotion no emphasis it was one of the few times you, you saw i don't know if you saw it, rico john cook stood up and he opened his arms wide he's like Yes, because they were going to the Final Four. It was one of the few times they show how many times do they show John Cook on the bench just sitting there in his little in his chair with no no my emotion. Man's, my man's is and intense. He but give him credit. And that's the thing. Like that's it's super cool then to see the videos post game that they post on Twitter of when they go into the locker room and, and Tyler Hildebrand and Jalen Reyes were part of this as well. And so but it's so cool to see them because you can tell how much those players enjoy playing for coach cook mm-hmm. and for that whole staff how much he means to them yeah and and you hear about it we we asked justine wong about it a couple weeks ago when we talked to her 
but then when you actually see it and you're able to see the way that this this team rallied around their coach every single year they do it and it's it's just more and more impressive every single time because you look at this program and you see how young they are and all this Lexi Sun talk about how there's a senior not playing or a super senior not playing. Listen, number 10 team in the country, number 10 seed, just knocked off number two in four sets on the road. And look, I, I appreciate everything Lexi has done for this program, but she lost her spot to a freshman. She played a little bit early in the season, but John Cook saw that 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 uh, Baton Horse and Krause were were you know better fits for what he wanted yeah. to do this year with with this volleyball team. So, I mean, she's still there. She's offering support. She's still, I'm sure she's, you know, uh, being a senior leader, telling them, you know, what she sees in, in certain situations and, you know, what she would do, what they should do. Like, she's still there and she's still a big influence on the team. She's just not playing. Yeah, and, and you notice that she was – she's fully embraced her role. And that's a part that gets overlooked quite a bit in whatever program if they're successful. It's it's older older players embracing their role even if it's not being a starter. And and you saw it on the video. Where she she's she hugging, was hugging Maddie, Maddie Kubik, Kubik and said, "I'm so proud of you." Exactly. We over me, as John Cook said, as their yes. mantra to begin the season. We over me, and she mm-hmm. encapsulates that for this entire season. It's it's just really really fun, impressive, and encouraging to watch for for Nebraska volleyball. And now Thursday night they have a matchup with Pitt, and it was it was fantastic. I, I am I am ready for Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh and Louisville are making their first appearances in the Final Four this this week. Uh, yeah. So they've got that. Wisconsin is there for another time with the soon-to-be five-time All-American Dana Recchi. Hope they put an asterisk right there because nobody else is going to get five-time because nobody else is going to be here let's for also, five years. Can we all agree that we're rooting for Louisville to beat Kentucky or I'm, Wisconsin? Okay, I am conflicted. I want Danny Bustroom Kelly to make yes. it to the championship game. Yes. Um, but I would love it so much. If Nebraska beats Pittsburgh, Wisconsin beats Louisville, and Nebraska beats Wisconsin to keep Dana Recchi from ever winning a national championship oh. in her five years of being an All-American Ooh. and one of the best players in the Big Ten, that just to keep her from ever winning a national championship for Wisconsin and keep them at zero. That is... It'd be a storybook ending. Okay. Because for, they've lost to Wisconsin seven or eight times in a row. So to get that one win in the national championship game would just be... Mwah, chef's kiss. Ooh, it's hard. And also, like, do you really want to be facing Danny Busboom Kelly? But like, that that's point, hard. She's a former player. She gave everything she had to your program. But okay, yes, you want her to point, be successful. If Nebraska, let's say, let's say worst case scenario, Nebraska loses to Louisville in the championship. How how sad are you? I mean, it sucks, but you're happy for Danny. <laughs> Bingo. And so. I don't know, Rico. That's that's a very interesting way to look at it. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Um, we uh let's 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 continue this. We'll we'll talk Husker football tomorrow. We got plenty of time to to talk Husker football. Yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Pete Pete and Seward says Rico is evil, and I love it. He's look, evil. No, that's evil. not me. That's not even from me. That's my wife. She she that's has Rachel. she has in, in she has she has shown me the ways of volleyball and she's gotten me invested and she gives me all of all of her takes. That you know, the some of the takes are, are my own. But but she gives me all of the information that I need and she's still teaching me to this day. We're watching volleyball and I'll be like, I have no idea what just happened. What is what is this? And she'll explain it to me, you know, in, in layman's terms. And I'm like, ah, cool. Thank you. That is fantastic. Um, Brian T says this. Thanks for the women's basketball update. Remind me to order reminded me to order tickets for my mom for the Iowa game. No, for real, guys. Like the tickets 
are are so cheap to go watch a 10 and 0 women's basketball team that plays and it's they're so much fun to watch. They are so much fun to watch. Um, and, and they have a lot of fun. Plus, you'll be able to hear Happer's um, voice. His on PA the, voice. On, over the PA system. So let's go ahead and take our final time out. We'll get to the rest of your texts, and we'll uh, wrap up the show on a Monday next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.